Welcome to this edition of River City Hardball. I'm your host, Andrew Gibson, focusing on baseball in the city of Jacksonville. On this episode, we're joined by the head coach of the Ridgeview Panthers. In his sixth year, John Scromolo is our guest right now. And Coach, let's begin with walk-off charities. You guys are now part of this walk-off tournament, and you're going to be playing in a championship game on Saturday. First of all, tell us how you got involved with walk-off charities in this particular tournament. Yes, yeah. So last year uh, we got reached out to um, to to be in it, and um, you know what a what an unbelievable event. I think you know the, the craziest part. I think is the fact that the kids on the field, the high school kids, don't understand you know the lives that are being impacted from the actual charity in terms of the baseball camp and the youth league and all that. Um, you know, like as as coaches, we get to actually work the camps. You know, for Frank and and get out there and actually be with the elementary school kids. Um, but it's just an unbelievable, you know, the smiles, the smiles on kids' faces when, when they get their free glove and, and uh, the, the ketchup all over their face when they're eating their free hot dog. It's just, um, it's just an un- unbelievable thing, and we're so excited to be, be back in it. I mean, you really do see some priceless moments. I mean, I think you're right. We do take for granted sometimes, you know, kids that grew up playing, kids that grew up with a glove and a bat, and just the the benefits of being able to play. But you don't you don't really hardly think about kids that never had that opportunity like you did. Oh, no question, no question. I mean, you know, like a lot of our guys over over here in Clay County. I mean, they they come from from good backgrounds, and they they all have two parents, and you know that that sort of thing, and they've played travel ball since they could walk and. And then, you know, the, we get to go to the camp where those kids, you know, some of those kids have never even been on a baseball field or watched the game on TV. Um, so, so it's exciting, you know, getting to, to literally teach them the game in the most uh, elementary way in terms of, hey, you know, this white thing right here that's stuck in the ground, this is called a base. You know, and there's, there's, there's three bases, and there's this thing called home plate. And then there's this guy that gets to throw this little ball as hard as he can, and he's called the pitcher. Um, just all those types of things are just so awesome, and uh, and it's really cool. Like you know, hearing these kids, they'll they'll leave, and you know, they'll just you know, they're they're third graders, so they'll leave and say, "Man, I love baseball." You know, this was the best field trip we've ever been on, um, and it's just so genuine and, and so sincere, and it's just it's awesome for a coach from your perspective. You know, it's not. I can't imagine it's very often that if you're teaching a kid that has never been on a baseball field, that's never played the game. How do you approach that? Because most of the time you're teaching kids that have watched baseball, that have played maybe not a great deal, but have played a little bit. How do you approach it as a coach for somebody that's never even been on a field, never watched the game? You know, it's, funny. it's kind of funny. It's, it's actually made me better as a coach because coaching is so much about communication. Great coaches are great communica- uh, great communicators. They can, they can take someone who knows nothing about anything and, and, and give them some sort of aptitude, right? So – it's a deal where I've had to actually think of put yourself in their shoes as third graders. What do they relate to? So I actually have a little story. The last camp that I worked, um, you know, we were I, I, I was on infielders and an infield play. So you know, a couple things, ready position. So I wanted to find something that was relatable. So I said, you know, hey, who's played basketball? Who's played tennis? Who's played football? Well, in, in, in basketball, tennis, and football. You know, when you're guarding someone, you're going to get in an athletic position. So, you know, I teach them what an athletic position is. And then from there, you know, we talk about getting our glove down on the ground. Um, you know, I call it the hungry, hungry hippo. 
you know, like the hippo's not going to get the ball unless the hippo's, you know, mouth is on the ground. And then from there, uh, we want to bring the ball into the glove. So a big, huge hit song right now that these kids know is the Baby Shark song. So yes. uh, kind, of a, kind of a coaching cue I did was, uh, you know, ready position, hungry hippo, baby shark doo doo, and they would just love it. And, uh, and it was like, it was so cool to see in such a short amount of time, we went from learning how to put on a glove to fielding a ground ball to, hey, coach, throw me one that I can dive for. <laughs> That's awesome. That's that's great. Yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, being able to relate to kids on that level is is such a huge part of it. Coach, over the years, we've seen the game grow. We've seen the game change. There's so much technology now involved in the game. From your perspective as a head baseball coach, how much has the game grown? So the game has definitely grown. Um, I can tell you, I, I actually I was I was blessed enough to play professional baseball for two years. Uh, I graduated from Flagler in St. Augustine and played there for four years. And, and it was kind of interesting because I, I played professional baseball in 2012 and 2013. And at that time, all of the technology was in its infancy, infancy stage as far as coming into the game. And now it's this full-blown, like, if you're, if you're not using the technology to leverage your player development, you're going to be left in the dust. So... Um, at the high school level, it, it's all about resources, but it's more so about time. You know, we don't have the time that college and professional coaches do as far as, hey, we're going to do all this testing, and then we're going we're gonna to do all this other type of development stuff. Um, there's, there's, you know, some pieces that we incorporate, like, you know, we might get exit velocities off of a tee, uh, which is not, you know, nearly as accurate as using a high-powered high piece of equipment like a track man. But nevertheless, it's a, it's a tangible data point that we can track. And, and, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, what gets measured gets managed. So if we are measuring those types of, of, of aptitudes, it's going to, to give us a, a, a snapshot in time of, of how our kids are doing. So I think it's definitely changed in terms of, um, you know, measuring things that, that in the past were not measured. You know, back in the day, they may only measure a kid's bench press and say, hey, you know, little Billy was at 225, and now he's at 250. He got stronger. Now we can say, yeah, little Billy's exit velocity was 78, and over the fall, uh, now here we go into the spring, and he's at 86. So we, we did a good job of developing bat speed. Um, but it has definitely changed. You know, I can, I can tell you at the high school level, one of the reasons I love being a high school coach is the fact that, we don't like we just don't in, in most schools in northeast florida don't have like the pure power hitter that's going to hit 10 to 15 home runs a year um you know there are some good quality arms in jacksonville but but if you're a 90, 90 you know 90 plus type of pitcher you're the exception to the rule so being in the high school game it's still baseball at the most fundamental level you've got to throw strikes you've got to make the routine play and you've got to put the ball in play at the plate so it's changed a little bit, but I think that one of the reasons I love high school is it's still very fundamental, and you can't muscle everybody. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. Hey, let's talk about your team, thirteen to two. That was uh, the game against Paxson. Uh, tell me about the game and how it went for you. Yeah, so so Paxson, they have a great ball club. We actually last year uh, we were a very young uh, program. We started three freshmen in a playoff game. Uh, we played Clay in the district semifinals, and uh, we all. We have a huge rivalry with Clay. Uh, I love their head coach, Josh Persinger. He's one of my best friends. He was actually my coach in high school, um, and he was actually in my wedding. Um, just we're really tight, and, and, and I'm actually a Clay grad. So 
we uh, we played them in the playoffs, and uh, we ended up winning and, and getting into the district championship. And then we actually played Paxson and uh, faced LeBaron Johnson, who's a senior that's uh, committed to Florida. You know, right here at pitching ninety one to ninety four, uh, just stellar guy. And uh, so naturally, you know, we we found out in the fall we were playing Paxson, so our guys were fired up just for the fact that. You know, they were the team that they beat us on a walk-off in the playoffs, so we just any time that we get a chance to, to, to play them again would be great. And um, LeBaron didn't pitch, um, which was not to say that that had much, you know, uh, their, their number two pitcher, uh, Durant, did a great job, uh, great great job of mixing us up. We gave up two runs early, uh, kind of had some brain fogs in the first inning, had, had a couple walks and stuff like that. And uh, but then we made an adjustment. Um, you know, the third and fourth inning, we we had seven straight fly ball outs, which you know, like I talked about earlier about high school baseball, you've got to put pressure on the defense, and we really weren't doing that. And and then we kind of calmed down and uh, started swinging the bats, and we had a big inning. Ryan Dickey hit a double, uh, double down the line, and Jaden Long followed up with another double, and um, then it, then we started swinging it. And, um, and Logan Morris bounced back after his first inning and, and gave us three more strong ones, and then. We brought in Richie Long, who's going to be uh, a frontline arm for us this year, and uh, he threw three innings and had, I think, seven strikeouts. So he really threw a lot of strikes, uh, forced hitters to swing, and um, and you know one of our big core values as a program is that is that we play unbelievable defense. That's one thing that we work on it every single day. We take ground balls. Um, we pride ourselves on being the best defensive team that we can be, and uh, we did that. So. It was a good start. Um, you know, it's preseason. It's early. You know, everyone's figuring things out. We got some guys in, but you know, we're uh, our kids were super excited to get the opportunity to play on TV and radio again. That's a good approach. I mean, that's certainly one that you know everybody's so focused on the offensive side of the game now, and people tend to maybe forget. Hey, you got to play defense too, right? Oh, no question. I mean, and 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 you know, like ever since I started coaching high school baseball, uh, kind of what I said earlier, there's kind of three things that I truly believe that whether you're a, a 7A uh, state champion powerhouse team or you're a 1A team that's not very good, you have to throw strikes. You have to make the routine play, and you have to be competitive in the batter's box. And, and, and uh, being competitive in the batter's box, you know, that's just putting the ball in play. Uh, I tell our guys all the time, I will take a ground ball to the catcher. I'll take, a, I'll take you know, something that they have to make a defensive play on other than a swing and a miss. And uh, and I honestly feel that anytime you do those three things, you got a chance. Uh, you mentioned a couple of your guys. Uh, just give maybe me and the audience that will be listening uh, just a, a preview of this season for your team. Who are some key guys that you have that are going to play big roles for you this year? Yeah, so we um, you know we have we're still a young program. Um, Saturday we're going to start three sophomores. Uh, Max Williams is a Jacksonville University commit. Um, he's going to play left field for us. Um, just an absolute great bat, a uh, very polished hitter for his age. Jacob Rose coming up um, from last year. He came up at the very end. He's a he's a six seven runner, really quick out in our outfield. Uh, and then Jaden Long is is going to probably be our starting pitcher. Um, and he's a kid that can run it up eighty three to eighty six. And uh, all three just real quality kids. We have three senior infielders um, that'll kind of be staples at second, short, and third. Uh, in order, that's Chase McFarland, Calvin Gonzalez, and Michael Reale. Uh All three of them are interchangeable shortstops. They can all, you know, field the ball very well. Good lateral movement, good arm strength. Uh, Richie Long is going to be, uh, if I had to say who our number one was, he's he's definitely in the mix. 
Um, he's a junior pitcher. He's not committed yet, but someone's going to get a great a great commit when they offer him. Um, standout kid, and he just does everything the right way. Um, and then uh, Ryan Dickey is our center fielder, um, another another sub uh, sub seven runner in the outfield. I really think our outfield is one of our one of our best attributes um, behind the plate. Kyle Richards uh, is a junior. This is his first year on varsity, but um, oddly enough, you know, a lot of times you get you get really good catchers that are you know defensively really good. Um, Kyle's a little bit over, you know the opposite. He can swing it. Um, he's going to hit four or five for us. And, um, and then you know some of the, the all the role players we have. Hunter McRae um, probably would start in center on most other high school teams, um, and he's going to be a great uh, defensive addition for us. Um, no more Almanzar is a real big bat that we'll be using off the bench. He's a senior. Uh, you got Logan Bialik and then our, um, and then Nathan Shad that kind of rounds out our team. We have a, a smaller team, but um, it's nice. It's, it's definitely nice because everyone's going to be able to contribute. You mentioned your left fielders committed to Ju. Uh, how many other guys are committed at this point? So right now, um, he's our only commit. Uh, last year, the the Evan, uh, Evan Wickery, our ace, and Anthony Roman, our catcher, they're both at uh, Wickery at FSCJ, and Roman is at Edward Waters College, um, and they're doing really well. Uh, but right now, he's the only one that's committed. Um, some of the seniors have some offers to some out of state schools. Uh, they they want to stay a little closer to home, so they're still still waiting to see how their senior year goes but um you know i just really love this group of kids i think that they understand that playing for ridgeview over themselves is going to win in the long run you know being a great teammate and doing things the right way and finding ways to help your team win uh all that other personal accolade stuff you know it'll, it'll happen coach tell me about your opponent on saturday looks like you guys are going to play uh, st john's uh, country day yeah absolutely great ball club uh, one word comes to mind when I think of Coach Lucas and his staff and their team, and that's fundamental. Um, if you hit the ball at them, you're probably going to be out. Um, you know, um, on the mound, they, they throw strikes. They kind of do the three things that I talk about pretty well, and that's why they're tough. Um, we've played a lot of tough battles with them over the last couple of years. Um, they have a lot of talented players. They have a lot of players that are committed. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a great ball game. A lot of our kids uh, – a lot of our kids play travel ball with their kids. I actually coach with Tom Lucas and Gary Thomas and all those guys with the Dodgers scout team. And uh, so it's kind of a friendly friendly deal there. Uh, you know, we're friends, and uh, once, the, once the lights come on, we'll battle it out. And then when the, when the uh, final out's made, we'll you know, go back to being best friends. So we're looking forward to playing those guys. I've got to ask you this. I've asked the several coaches this. What is your opinion on the Astros uh, scandal with all the sign-stealing stuff? And how do you approach <laughs> that with your kids? I mean, you guys have signs, but how do you approach that? Well, so here's the, you know, and I kind of have a little bit of a vested interest, you know, playing in the Dodgers organization. Um, you know, I hated seeing us lose. You know, I always refer to them as us. I feel like I'll be a Dodger till the day I die. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a vested interest in that. Um I have a couple of different opinions on it. You know, the first, the first opinion to me is the fact that it's impressive. Uh, obviously, what they did was extremely unethical. Um, and, and, you know, I think there's a line, and they definitely crossed the line by, you know, using the shock and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, that's, that's using technology uh, inappropriately, in my opinion. Um, but the thing that I was always wondering was, how was the sign system not more complicated? You know, I, I feel like... I felt like that there had to have been some way that the 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 opponents of the Astros could have used a tougher signal signaling system where that wouldn't be possible. Um, but then again, I mean, these guys 
they're the best in the world at what they do. So, I mean, it might have been just they, you know, they figured it out. But my main, my main opinion on the subject is this. It was extremely unethical. Um, it, was a, it was a move that is bad for, for the youth in America. It was a win-at-all-cost type thing. Um, and, and look, I'm not saying that those guys aren't under a lot of pressure. I mean, you win championships, you get paid. It changes your life. I mean, it changes your family. But I'm, I also understand that, the, that you know, those, those people in professional baseball are on the biggest possible platform in the, in, in the nation in terms of kids are watching, coaches are watching, fans are watching. Um, they have such an opportunity to make so much positive change, which I think a lot of organizations do. And I'm sure the Astros do, do as well. Um, but that's just, it was a big black eye for, for the Houston Astros and a big black eye for baseball. Do you think they should strip their title? Um, I'm not, I don't know. You know, I, I can tell you this. I, from the Dodgers guys that I know, they're not the type of competitors that would, that would take like, oh, you know, they, they cheated, so now we're the winner. Right. Um, and I don't know. I, I, baseball is such a big part of my life, and I don't really know, you know, I don't know how I'd feel about, you know, uh, 2000, you know, 2000 World Series champion, this team, then 2001, this team, and then, you know, 2002, there's a big blank. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 think that, I think that Major League Baseball did a fantastic job in terms of uh, handing down uh, punishment that was, that was warranted. I think that they made a statement. I think that now, uh, you know, GMs and, GMs and player personnel will have a much better uh, pulse of their organization. Um, and know that they will be exposed if they do something like that. But I, I don't really have an opinion on stripping the title or not. It's kind of, I, I don't know. I think, I think it, that a lot of those guys probably have a lot of guilt they're going to have to live with. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's going to tarnish so many guys' careers. I mean, you, you can't just say one guy was involved. I mean, it was really a systematic thing with the whole team involved. I mean, one guy doing it can't be the only possible person that was involved. I mean, this this was a team-driven thing, and it's just uh, it's really been a black eye for the sport, but hopefully we can, we can get past that, and who knows what will happen. I mean, there will be a lot of teams that are on alert if they're trying to cheat. And look, you, you know this. I mean, everybody's trying to push the limit. It's not everybody's right, cheating, but right. everybody's trying to gain that advantage and that edge. And you know, like you know, like pushing the limits. You know, I, you know what that makes me think of is golf. I love, I love golf. I'm a big golfer, and it's funny. Like you know, people say like, oh, you know, these golfers are complaining about the rules. You know, if you watch on TV when there's these ruling situations, they're they're doing exactly what you said. Is they they are pushing the limits of the rule book, but it's just like. That would be like someone in golf using like a mechanical golf club. They're not. That's just like so against the culture and the and the history of the sport. Like if you do that, it's no longer golf. Yeah. It, you know. And um, yeah. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, like you said, I mean, I think there's a lot of coaches and player personnel that now you know when they go for jobs, they're going to say, "Hey, do you know, you know, so and so. Yeah, he's a part of the Astros organization." And then there's all these questions. Yeah. What year is this for you now as the head coach at Ridgeview? How many years now? This is my sixth year here at Ridgeview. So cool. my sixth year as the head baseball coach, and this is uh, coming up on the end of my third year as the AD. Well, very good. Uh, doing great work, and we appreciate the time. This was fun, man. We'll have to do it again soon. Hey, absolutely. Anytime you can uh, you can call me, and I'd love to talk with you. Well, sounds good, and we'll see you guys on Saturday, okay? Yes, sir. We'll be there, Andrew. Talk to you later, bye. On this edition of River City Hardball, we welcome in the head coach of St. John's Country Day.
His name is Tom Lucas, and his team has advanced to the championship round of the high school 9-12 baseball classic, benefiting walk-off charities. Coach, congratulations, and let's talk about walk-off charities. Frank Frangie began this charity, and it's helping kids in Jacksonville discover the sport of baseball. What do you think about that? I mean, it's, it's really awesome just to see the impact that it's having on the community. Um, you know, baseball is, you know, of course, a passion of mine to be coaching at the high school level. But, you know, there's a lot of areas where the game of baseball in the last couple decades has started to decline. And it's just making a tremendous impact to see the, the, the kids that they're reaching and getting out there. So to, to bring the, the level of competition that's there at the event this week, um, in support of that and to help raise awareness and, and funds. Um, it's just awesome to be a part of it. You know, Coach, uh, Frank has put on these clinics for, for a long time now, and, you know, I've heard for so many coaches that you see kids that get their first glove. You see kids that swing a bat and hit a ball for the first time, and it's just, you know, some priceless moments that you see out there. Have you had a chance to, to go out to some of those clinics and, and just see what, what that's all about? No, I personally have not been out there. I've seen the, the videos, and I've talked to coaches who have been out there. We actually sent them some supplies um, for their last clinic, sent a bunch of bats and gloves and cleats um, out there to, to donate. Um, but it's just awesome. I mean, just to, to see the kids' faces and light up and, and something they, they've just never been given, um, it's just a, a really you know awesome thing to see. Coach, let's talk about your team this year, St. John's Country Day. You just beat Atlantic Coast 8-2 to in this preseason tournament. What are your thoughts on this group this year, and how good can you be? Um, I, I really like our team a lot. Um, we're coming off of our first district championship in 19 years at St. John's last year. Um, we've returned everybody except one kid off of that team. Um, we've got five commit players that play for us. Um, so we, we think we're very talented. Um, but, yeah, that game just started out very well. We scored in each of the first four innings. Um, and, you know, just we're, we're, we're real athletic, put the ball in play, got some, you know, timely two-out hits, um, and we're able to, you know, kind of hold on late. Coach, you said you have five players committed uh, to play college. Who are those players? Yeah, so we're led. Um, we've got a junior um, who starts at shortstop for us, Connor Moore, who is an FSU commit. Um, our third baseman is a senior, Jack Hodges. Um, he signed with Flagler on signing day. Um, so those are our two team captains. Um, and then they just, they're phenomenal in the infield on the left side. Um, probably as good as there is in high school baseball. Um, our, we have three arms. Um, our top arm is a lefty, um, who's a 2022 10th grader, who's a University of Virginia commit. Um, our center fielder, and a big right-handed closer for us is Jordan Taylor. He's an FSU commit. And then the kid who pitched the other night, um, he's probably our number two starter, our starting second baseman, Finn Howe, is a UNF commit. So um, we're, we're pretty deep, um, and all of those guys are very, very athletic. Coach, it sounds like you guys are loaded up, man. I mean, it sounds like you got a good group. <laughs> no pressure on me, right? No pressure. Right, That's right. When I first got hired, I always used to say, you know, we played guys who ran out all these D1 commits. I said, man, it'd just be awesome to have one. Now we got five, and so the assistants always kind of remind me of that, that, you know, no pressure. I mean, we work very hard, um, you know, but, yeah, these kids, they, 
they um, put a lot of you know effort into things they do, and it's been great to you know see them be successful and and get opportunities to to get those offers. Is this the most uh, Division One commits you've had on a single team with five? But by far, yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, not even. Close. I've only. This, I'm going into my sixth year, um, and in you know we've won three games our first year wow. six years ago, um, and then we've gone to the playoffs um, the last three years. So it's, it's been a good turnaround, and we've brought in you know you know developed and brought in some really good talent, and but yeah, to have five, and we we probably have another three or four on this current roster that are also going to commit. So it's a, it's a very deep and talented team, but it's the game of baseball. and <laughs> Anything right. can happen. And um, so we, we remind them of that. It was a lot easier when we were doing the, hunter, the hunting and we were the underdogs. Now people get tired of hearing about St. John's Country Day baseball and all these commits that, you know, we're going to get everybody's number one. We're going to be circled on their schedule. And so now they're the hunted. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Um, what's the strength of this group this year, and maybe what are some of the questions that you have going into the season that you hope to have answered pretty soon? Um, strength is going to be pitching and defense. Um, we we we've have we got really good arms. We throw a lot of strikes, and then our defense um, is very good. Um, so we last year um, we only gave up nine earned runs in high school baseball. That's that's phenomenal. That's the best I've ever seen. Um, so that, those are our strengths. So the question mark for us has really been offense. Can we score four to five runs a game? Cause we think we're going to hold opponents under three. So that's really been our focus. Um, you know, hitting this hard in the game of baseball. And, um, you know, so it's even harder when you're talking about high school kids. So that's, that's what we work on. Um, it's just, you know, trying to put pressure on teams, being as, as athletic as we are. Um, we've got um, six kids that are sub seven zero runners in the sixty. Um, so that that's kind of been our point of emphasis of the things that we're working on. Is let's improve our offense by utilizing you know our athleticism and our speed. So if we can do that, like we did the other night, we um, we had five stolen bases against Atlantic Coast, and they they had a left hander on the mound. If we can do that um, consistently, then then we've got a shot. Last year we made it to the regional final. Um, and lost to a very good North Florida Christian team out of Tallahassee. And so that's kind of been our focus is we want to finish this thing off and get to the Final Four. Um, and for us to do that, you know, we've really got to improve the offense. Who are some of your hitters that you hope will step forward and, and make a big impact this year? Um, our leading hitter um, is a 10th grader, Tice Moore. He led the team in hitting last year. And then his brother, Connor Moore, at shortstop, and Jordan Taylor. Those three kids... Um, kind of fuel our offense. They're going to probably be batting, you know, two, three, four. Um, so if if they can deliver, they probably got the most pop in our lineup. We have a, another transfer who came in, James Omen. Um, he batted leadoff the other night. Um, very fast, phenomenal kid, great hands. Um, so get him on base and just kind of set the table for these these you know big power hitters that we have. Um, that's kind of how the game of baseball has gone to. It's you don't. You don't sit there and get five or six hits in an inning, it doesn't seem like. So um, we've got some punch in our lineup now with those, those three kids. So that'll kind of be the, the key. But, you know, we, we think we're pretty balanced. You know, from the, from the top to the bottom, um, we really emphasize putting the ball in play, limiting the strikeouts. Um, once you get to two strikes, you know, you've you got to get on top and, and put it in play, force the team to, to field it and make a throw. Um, and we can just put a lot of pressure on a routine ground ball just given our team speed. 
Coach, I want to ask you a philosophical question about hitting. Would you rather one of your players hit a fly ball somewhere or hit a line drive somewhere? A line drive. Put yeah. pressure on the defense, right? Yeah, it puts pressure on the defense. Um, and we never try to hit fly balls. Maybe only if, like, infield in situations do we talk about, you know, trying to lift and looking for balls up in zone. Other than that, we're really preaching gap to gap and line drives. And I know it's it's the kind of the rave right now as far as the lift and launch. And I mean, I can see it. And, and when you got guys with exit velo of 105, you know, that weigh 235 pounds, yeah, um, you know, at the major league level, you need to hit home runs. But in high school baseball, a ground ball in the 5-6 hole is a 50-50 proposition in most games. Mm-hmm. So we really just preach line drives, gap to gap, and then the home runs are going to happen. Hit the ball hard um, and just let the home runs happen. And we play in a very short porch, too. I mean, it's only, you know, 290 to right field at our park. Um, and we still, we never have our left-handed guys coming in there just trying to hit fly balls and launch the ball up in the air. Uh, final few things for you, Coach. Again, I appreciate the time and uh, look forward to Saturday. You guys are going to be playing Ridgeview on Saturday. Coach Scromolo, I uh, talked to him last night, and he's excited to play you guys. Yeah, it's a, a good group. We play them twice a year. It's probably the closest school to our school. Um, I actually work with um, Coach John in the summer. We both um, work on a travel organization together. So we, we cross paths a lot, share notes. I train some of his kids um, in the off season. So, I mean, we're, we're pretty tight. Um, I love what he does. They, they will get after it. They play very, very hard. They're a scrappy bunch. Um, so it, it'll be exciting to play them. You know, I keep reminding them it's preseason though, and I got to play you two times where it counts. <laughs> right. Um, but but I'm look, but I am looking forward to it. So they they play the game the right way for sure. Coach, what do you think about the whole Astros uh, sign stealing scandal, and how do you approach that with your kids and talking to them about what happened there? Sign stealing has been going on, you know, forever in baseball. The difference now is using technology and having, you know using TV technology and the things that we love about the game and being able to sit in your couch and see all the, the details of the game and how the catcher's calling it, well, for a, a team to take advantage of that, you know, is undermining the game. And, you know, or putting, you know, players in center field with binoculars and walkie-talkies and calling in signs. I mean, stuff like that that's, that's currently going on in the game of baseball um, is wrong. Um but, you know, we, we, we have educated our players that, you know, you got a guy on second base and you're just given one sign, you know, you're asking for your signs to be stolen. This is actually the first year I call pitches for our team. I work with the pitching staff. This will be the first year that we've gone to the wristband with the numbers and, and calling it out that way. I don't like it. I do think it slows down the game. It's actually put a little bit more on my plate. It's just not something I'm used to. I would prefer that they go to what the SEC has done and give them the walkie-talkies that we would have a, a communication device to go to the catcher. Um, that, that, to me, would, would speed up the game and use, utilize technology in a, in a beneficial way. Um, but we really – we just try to play the game the right way. You know, we, we're, we're just trying to, to play the game hard for them to learn. You know, there's only so many different ways you're going to pitch a guy, um, learn from each at bat. Um, but we're, you know, we're just, you, you hate to see a team like the Astros and the Red Sox that were so highly regarded and those players who were regarded as some of the greatest in the game, well, now all of that is tainted. 
whether right. they used it or not, or whether it helped an individual player or not, forever they're going to have an asterisk and tainted. And that's what we've kind of reminded our players is there's a right way to win and there's a wrong way. And sometimes when you take shortcuts, um, you know, there, there's nothing that, you know, you want somebody to take away from your, your good names. And that's kind of what happens here. It's great stuff. It's uh, it's definitely a lesson to be learned for sure for your players and everybody involved. Well, Coach, great stuff. I appreciate your time this morning, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys play out there on Saturday, okay? Thank you. Appreciate for everything you guys are doing.